entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf, the show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builders Show, and along with my executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. I'm proud to let you know we record this show in the studios of 94.3 FM, The Talker, which is part of Bold Gold Media, and we are in my hometown of Scranton, Pennsylvania. D.C. Taylor, making it happen in Scranton, Pennsylvania. That's right, northeastern Pennsylvania. We're, uh, we're making it happen. All right, all right. <laughs> The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. That's c-suiteradio.com. You can find The Business Builder Show and many other fine shows on C-Suite Radio. So I think we're ready to go, DC. Is our yes. special guest on the line? He is. He is. And I believe that's Andy Levin is with us. Hi, Andy. How are you? Good. How are you, Marty? We're doing great. Uh, Andy is with a company called MHS. What does MHS stand for, Andy? Uh, material Handling Supply. Okay, so we got some fundamentals down here kind of early. Let me do a brief, a very brief intro for Andy because the whole story will come out if all goes as planned in this interview. Andy Levin is the president of MHS Lift Incorporated a leading provider of materials, handling, products, and services in the greater Philadelphia area. After spending over two decades working in every department of the company, Andy and his brother Brett purchased the business from their father in 2012. It goes on to say they embraced a commitment to excellence, innovation, and a dignified work work environment, and some they talk a lot about ethics. So, Andy, again, welcome to the Business Builder Show. Thank you. Glad All to right. be here. So, first time I heard of you, Andy, was in a book uh, a friend of ours wrote. Uh, we'll give him a shout out. That's okay, right? Of course. Of course. So, Dave Bookbinder wrote a great book. It's called The New ROI or return on individuals. And Andy Levin is part of this book. I found it very interesting that I also uh, was at a, an event that Andy was uh, on a panel. And this, again, was supported by or presented by, I should say, Dave Bookbinder. So when I read the book and I heard Andy, I said, we got to get him on the Business Builder Show. So, Andy, tell us exactly what do you do at MHS? So we're a distributor of all types of material handling equipment, but primarily forklift trucks. So we're a distributor of crown and unicarrier forklifts, and we service the equipment as well. Um, in addition to that, we also do warehouse layout and design. So we sell all the racking systems. Uh, so pretty much anything inside of a warehouse or distribution center that How helps to load and unload tractor trailers. How long has MHS been in business? A little over 48 years. Wow. Uh, I believe you bought the business from your dad. Uh, Did he uh, found it or was there someone else? How how did it actually get started? Yeah, so uh, I guess it's it's a long story, but basically my dad and he had a partner at the time. They started MHS Lift 
both put together $5,000 each and started selling one lift truck at a time. Mm. And uh, they did a great job building the business. Um, but my father had owned it uh, exclusively since 1992. Mm. Were you born with a wrench in your hand or something? Or did you like like that business right from the get-go? Or did you sell your wild well, oats someplace you know, else? I never... <laughs> I never really saw myself going into the business. It wasn't until after I graduated college uh, that I just I started at the company. Um, and, yeah, I, I did learn to love the business. That was, it's a great business. It's been very good to uh, to me and, and my family. And uh, yeah. I'm proud to be in MHS. Yeah. And I think I mentioned the Philadelphia region. You are you are based in the Philadelphia area, correct? Correct. All right. Yeah. So um, along comes, I think it was 2012. And whatever created the opportunity, but you and your brother Brett, we'll say hello to Brett, decided to buy this business. Why did right. you think it was the right thing to do at that time? Well, you know, my my dad built a great business, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for my dad. Um, but my dad did a really good job of raising leaders. He just did a lousy job of raising followers. Hmm. And my brother and I were at a stage of our careers where we were starting to, you know, grow and develop. And we had our own ideas and they weren't always in in alignment with our dad. Hmm. And unfortunately, the environment began to become quite toxic. And I would say it was, you know, we use the term it was very much like silo work environments. And it it just it just got bad. Something had to give either. uh, you know, it, it, it was time. Why, why, does, why do you think that happened? Uh, was it command and control leadership? Was it the economy went south? Was it, was it, what do you think, why do you think that happened? Um, I think it was more about control. Okay. You know, we, uh, you know, we, we started to run our own departments. Historically, I always ran the operations side of the business. My, my brother ran the sales side of the business and our dad, um, he primarily focused on the accounting, yeah. um, but, and, and we were a great team for a long, long time. Right. And it just got to the point where, you know, we were, you know, we wanted to grow in certain ways and our dad, um, you know, he had his own styles and, yeah. um, it was just, it, it, it was time. It's a, it's a, it's a common thing in family businesses, yeah. right? I mean, you you, yeah, st- you sure. studied this. You probably studied on how to help make the succession go a little smoother. I assume, right? You probably thought gave that uh, considerable thought. Am I correct? Yeah, we did. Um, we worked with other uh, consultants and so forth. Um, but you know, it, it, it comes down that the the company needs direction. The company needs somebody to follow, and they can't they can't be going in different directions. Yeah, and I think yeah. that was what was happening for too long. So at some, you know, there, it, by 2012. It was, it was time. Yeah. It, it had to happen. Okay, so I am speaking with Andy Levin. His company is MHS Lefties in the Philadelphia region. Uh, let's start telling people your website right now. So what is your website, Andy, where people can learn more about your product, services, it, et cetera? Yeah, so our website is www.mhslift.com. Pretty simple, huh? I hope you didn't pay a marketing guy a million dollars to come up with that. <laughs> no. <laughs> If, if it was, I hope, I wish I was the consultant who you paid that to, but uh, okay. So you made this transition. There was, uh, there was, uh, let's say concerns. There was different things going on in the business. And so you decided to make this acquisition. So was everybody happy? Did everything go smoothly right out of the gate? 
No, it didn't go smoothly. And it was, I think in the beginning, there was a bit of confusion. Um, but you know, I think to some extent, we wanted to give the employees confidence that we weren't going to make, we weren't going to change what made us successful. But we needed to change, more importantly, the way we behaved mm. and how we treated each other and how we talked to each other. Um, and it was hard because a lot of the people were there a long time. But we were there a long time. My brother and I, I, I was in the business for 20 years uh, before we bought the business. Brett was there about 15 years. So it's hard to convince people that you know we're going to make changes and changes for the positive because not everything needed to be changed. We were a strong company. We were a good. We were a good company. So operationally, um, we, things were going great, huh? I mean, pretty much. You're, you're delivering on time and all that kind of stuff. Basically, was going well. Basically, we were yes. Okay, it was. Right. It was more. More importantly, though, for us, it was about the culture, and we needed to share with people that things were going to change and how we treated people, how we behaved how we talk to people um, and, and, and not only how we were talking to people, but how they talk to each other and how what was acceptable behavior in the workplace yeah. needed to change and needed to improve. About how many employees were there at that point in time? Um, about a hundred and maybe 125. How many are there now? Um, about 165. Wow. That's pretty good growth from 2012 to to 2018. Yeah, we, That's pretty we grew good. Our, yeah, we grew our top line revenue um, in five years to over 100%. Wow. Wow. Um, okay. So how did you do that? How did you start talking to people uh, about, hey, it's the way we treat each other? Now, uh, now I don't want you to take this negatively, so I'm going to say something just to kind of set the stage. You're a forklift company, Andy. You're you're not a yep. software company. You're not. Um, you get what I'm saying? No, I'm a blue collar guy. My first business was trucking. I still love trucking. Um, but you get my meaning. So how did you how did you start that? What what did that look like right from the very beginning? You say, hey, we got to change the way we treat each other. Uh, talk to me about that. Yeah, well, I you know I I don't even like to use the terms blue collar, white collar. You know, we're all, all I right. treat people. I try to treat everybody with the same respect. And, cool. and one of the great things that our dad did teach us was it was those those blue collar guys that deserved the most respect because they were the ones that were, were not maybe making as much money as the others. And they were out there busting their butt. And we make our money on service. I and agree. Uh, we always believed in that. Yep. Um, but but I get it. You know, all of a sudden you know, we're going to start behaving differently and, and treating people differently. And I asked people, you know, how did what I just said make you feel? And I would get like strange looks from people. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. They weren't used to talking like that. Yeah, sure. Um, but, you know, there were just some intrinsic behaviors at our company that were just acceptable for way too long. that shouldn't have been acceptable. And quite frankly, I was starting to keep a list and I was planning on putting this list. I was going to put it right up in our in our service department and sales department and said, these are a list of all the unacceptable behaviors. And I was really <laughs> okay. glad that I didn't do that. <laughs> um, because as I was coming up with this list, yeah. um, I happened to go to a, I, I went to a meeting, a Vistage meeting, where I we had a speaker and his name was David Friedman. Yeah. And David had written this great book called Fundamentally Different. Yeah. And after the speech, I went home and I bought the book and I read the book and he describes a process that he calls the fundamentals. 
And it was a really great way of putting a positive spin on the message that we were trying to communicate. So rather than listing all the unacceptable behaviors, he we put together a process called the MHS Lift Way. Yeah. Which shared with people the behaviors that we were looking for. Yeah. So yeah. Um, um, it's great. It's great. So let me interject. We're we're always learning, are we not? Of course. Yeah, we're always learning. So you just happened to be there at Vistage meeting and and you and you took in some information and so you learned something. So let's get into the MHS way. Um, there's uh, how many of them? Twenty six, I believe. I don't think we can cover them all. Um, no, but, we're, but yeah, we have twenty six fundamentals. Yeah, and the fundamentals are basically the rules we live by. Okay. And we published this uh, index card that folds out and it lists all 26 fundamentals with a brief description of what they're about. Uh, We had David come in and help us to roll this out to Mm -hmm. all of our employees Mm -hmm. and we printed enough of these cards so that everybody is required to keep one of their cards on them at all times. So Uh either in their wallet or at their desk or in their, in their service van. And we created some really great rituals. So the, the main ritual that we have is we, we cycle through the fundamentals uh, once a week. So there's always a fundamental of the week, and we purposely stopped it at 26 so that we, with 52 weeks in a year, we cycle through the fundamentals twice a year. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we're now um, – I'm sorry. We're now on our, our 10th round, so we're almost wow. five years into the process. Wow. And, yeah. And um, what we do is we have somebody uh, – one of the associates, we take turns. An associate will – write a full page essay over the weekend, which we send out Monday morning to everybody about the fundamental of the week and what it means to them and why it's important. And then every meeting that we have throughout the week, if it's just, you know, maybe me and another manager, or if it's a big group, every meeting regardless has to start with a minimum of five to 10 minute discussion of the fundamental of the week and why it's important. And it's really helped to, to improve our culture and to drive down, uh, drive it to the, towards the behaviors that we're looking for. Everybody in the organization. So in the early stages, you ask somebody to write an essay. I'm pretending I'm in that room in the early stages (laughs) and you ask me to write an essay. Okay. How'd you sell me that? Okay. So, (laughs) I felt that I needed to model the behavior first. So I wrote the first 26 um, and sent it out to everybody. And then my brother wrote the next 26. And then we had our management team split up. Ah, okay. Third yeah. 26. And then by the fourth go around, we started asking for signups. And once they realized that this was for real, because you're right, the first go around, they were like, oh, here we go. Another fad. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is another one of Andy's uh, culture schemes. <laughs> Um, yeah. But it started to really take hold, and I, I really believe that the the company values the fundamentals, um, and it's more than just these rituals. Like w- when when issues come up in the course of a day, and somebody comes to me and presents me with a problem, or I call it a challenge, but they they basically will describe the the, the challenge and then say, Andy, what do you want me to do? I no longer answer that question. I always answer with the question and I say, well, what fundamental do you think applies to this challenge? Yeah. And I make them go get their card if they don't have it on them. And then they open it up and, you know, before you know it, they have the answer to the problem. They just didn't want, they didn't, they wanted me to say it. And I'm training our, our people and our other managers 
that basically every problem that you encounter in the workplace, there's an answer for it in the with one of the fundamentals. So 165 employees of MHS Lefts has this card. They're referring mm-hmm. to it uh, when there's a challenge or a discussion or whatever. Um, it's in, in their hearts and in their brains and actually in their hands sometimes. Um, is the MHS, MHS way available on your website? You know what? I don't believe so. <laughs> well, um, well no. they can contact it's me or you. Then let's 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 clear that up. So that in case somebody, because somebody may ask about this, because you're coming, you're becoming famous, Andy. You know, so um, if uh, can they contact you through your website? Of course. And it's yeah. It, it is an mhsway.com or mhslift. mhslift.com. All right. So they can contact you and say, hey, look, I heard it on the Business Builder Show or I read the book and I'd like to learn more about that. Uh, there's another rule, uh, it's a policy, but I want to put that one on hold for a second, okay? Because here's, here's what I want to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, is it working? I believe you have won some awards. I think it's called the Crown Lift Truck Summit Award, and I think you've won this more than once. Tell me what that award is, and tell me, did yeah. you win it, and why did you win it? Yes, so we were awarded in 2000, for 2017 the Crown Summit Award, which is for the number one dealer in the country wow. in our market size. And we had never won this award in company history, and we've been a crown dealer since 1975. We wow. never won this award. We've won the award three out of the last four years, hmm. and the one year that we didn't win, we were the second place dealer in the country. So, now, is that strictly been, on sales, Andy? Is that on some other measurements? What's that based on? So it's based on a lot of things. It's based on our market share. So right. not necessarily the number of units that we sell, but the number of units we sell as a percentage of the, of the industry. Yeah. So we have, we were number one market share in the country as well as other performances. Uh, for example, they want to make sure that we're, we're training our people properly, which we do that we uh, reach our parts quotas and the, there's a whole metrics, if you will, of, uh, of yeah. what goes into this award. But um, yeah, yeah. Three out of the last four years we were winners. We're very proud of that. You should be. Um, and the whole idea of customer service, I think, plays a very big role in your company. Am I correct on that? Correct. We're all about, we're all about service. Yeah, all about service. Okay, so um, you're winning awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping and I'm expecting that your retention rate is pretty good. You probably don't turn over associates. Uh, you're probably better at than most people at, in your space, I would assume. Am I reasonably accurate? You are. Um, I do think I do give the the fundamentals a lot of credit for that. But in addition, we've also learned a lot over the last several years um, in recruiting and our hiring practices. Okay. And we, and, and we're very proud of that. We do a lot to try to make sure that we we improve our retention before we even hire people. So, for example, for every position, I'll use service technicians for example. We give personality profile testing mm-hmm. because, and we've come up with a pro forma for what makes a, a good technician. Mm-hmm. We also have them go through intelligence testing. Mm-hmm. We have a mechanical aptitude test 
And then we also have what I call the Andy Carr test. So <laughs> while they're in here taking the test, I have our HR manager go out and take a photograph of the inside of their car. Because <laughs> so I, I figure if they're – I don't care what they drive, but at least they take care of it. So if I have somebody and their car is a mess, I know that's what my van's going to look like in about a, a month. I love that. I'm glad, I'm glad you remembered to tell us that. That was great. It's sure. great. <laughs> I would, I would have not, you would not have hired me 20 years ago <laughs> as well, a, a sales rep you know, on one the of road. Our fundamentals, one of our fundamentals is that our appearance is a reflection of our quality. And, you know, I'm not saying that if you're a slob that you're not a good mechanic. Yeah. But what I am saying is, is that we're selling a brand and it's a brand of professionalism. And when we do our job and we convince customers to spend maybe a little bit extra money for a higher quality truck and a little extra money for technicians that are going to be a higher level of professionalism, we can't afford to have somebody go out and they open up their van and it, and it looks like a mess. Amen. So, yeah, it means a lot to us. And Amen. we just we, we want to do things. We The only way and the only way to do it is to do it right. Amen. Stay here for more of the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. My friends at nastpartners.com asks you, who will take you there? The predictive index allows you to decode the complexities of your people and realize what drives workplace behaviors so you can ensure alignment, reach your team's true potential, and achieve your business objectives faster than ever. The predictive index uses proven science to help you manage across the hire-to-retire life cycle with scientifically validated workforce assessments that provide high-impact insights in minutes. That's the Predictive Index. Learn more at nastpartners.com. That's my friend Dave Nast at nastpartners.com. That's N-A-S-T, nastpartners.com. You are listening to the Business Builder Show. I'm your host, Marty Wolf. My guest is Andy Levin. Uh, Andy, give us your website again. www.mhslift.com. Okay, so you're winning awards. Um, uh, I have two questions. One is that, uh, again, I'm going to hold the uh, policy to the end, if you're okay with that. Um, are you making money, Andy? <laughs> How's that for a direct question? Are you making money, brother, with all of this good stuff, this culture, uh, the, the, the Andy's car test, uh, the MHS way? You're not, what's the answer, man? Yeah, you know what? Uh, one of the, the things that we were always about was about the numbers and, and, you know, to my dad's credit, my dad was an accountant. Um, we had all sorts of metrics and, and we still do. We believe in that. However, when we stopped treating people as much like numbers and more like people and really trying to invest in, in, and care about people, it was amazing how much our numbers went up Yeah, and we compare ourselves to the industry. So we're a member of an industry association where yeah. we, we provide them our income statements and we get uh, data back. And we're actually more profitable by percentage than the high profit dealers in this industry. And uh, that was, it's wow. only been like that over the last couple of years. Wow. That kind of says it all, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. It really does. Okay. So we're kind of winding down. So start thinking about something that I should have asked you that I didn't, but let's close with this. Um, <laughs> you have something called the no asshole policy. Uh, I'll repeat that in case somebody said, one well, not sure. DC Taylor, my producer is laughing. So this is the no asshole policy. So give me more details, Andy. 
Okay, so again, I did not invent this idea. I did get this from a book, uh, No Assholes. And <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. It's a game changer for us. So we have a policy. It's an official policy in our company handbook, and it's called the No Asshole Policy. And to paraphrase the policy, it basically says that nobody at our company has the right to make somebody else at our company feel bad about themselves. And if you do, or you said something, or whatever you did, and you made somebody feel bad, well, then you're in violation of the no asshole policy. And we've we've disciplined people on it. We've terminated people because of the no asshole policy. And uh, I, I have to tell you, it's been next to the fundamentals, probably the second biggest thing that we've done. And it, it's funny when you know you when uh, when unemployment would contact us and ask for reason reason of termination. I literally write on violation of no asshole policy. (laughs) (laughs) Use it. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, so how does somebody get called out on this policy? If I'm standing there and you treat me with disrespect, do I call you out on this policy? All right. Well, (laughs) I'll, I'll give you an example. We had a service coordinator who. I guess I don't want to I, – I never call anybody an asshole. I just tell people that they exhibit asshole-like behaviors. Yeah. <laughs> but at one point, the service coordinator, he said something under his breath to his supervisor, and the supervisor overheard it. So the supervisor suspended him for three days, and we thought that the other people in the department would have, would have congratulated us for suspending him, and they were, they were upset. And we're like, well, why are you upset? They're like, you only suspended him because he said it about you. He says this stuff about us all the time. Oh. So we thought about it, and when he came back after suspension, we terminated him for violation of the no asshole policy. <laughs> and I think it was that day that people realized we were for real. Wow, I could see that. Um, okay, so Andy Levin is my guest. He's with MHS Lift. Give us your website one more time www.mhslift.com. So this has to come to an end, although we could keep going. And so uh, uh, number 26 on the MHS way is keep things fun. And so hopefully this was fun and we kind of followed the MHS way. Anything that I didn't ask you or anything you want to share with our business audience before I let you off? No, I I really enjoyed this and I'm, I'm I'm glad that you asked me to do this, and uh, I uh, I really appreciate it. So uh, Andy Levin has been my guest, and if you want to read about him and a bunch of other folks, go to Dave Bookbinder's book, The New ROI, Return on Individuals, and again, it's by Dave Bookbinder. Uh, give us the book also that uh, kind of got you thinking, uh, that you had that consultant, you read his book. Uh, tell us that title too, Andy. That was called Fundamentally Different by David Friedman fundamentally different well andy levin it's been a treat thank you so much for taking time uh, for being with us all right man thank you marty thank you for listening to the business builder show with marty wolf reminding you you can find this show and many others at c-suite radio that's c-suiteradio.com so on behalf of myself marty wolf your host and dc taylor my executive producer thank you for listening to the business builder show Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. My friends at nastpartners.com asks you, 
Who will take you there? The predictive index allows you to decode the complexities of your people and realize what drives workplace behaviors so you can ensure alignment, reach your team's true potential, and achieve your business objectives faster than ever. The predictive index uses proven science to help you manage across the hire-to-retire life cycle with scientifically validated workforce assessments that provide high-impact insights in minutes. That's the Predictive Index. Learn more at nastpartners.com. That's my friend Dave Nast at nastpartners.com. That's N-A-S-T, nastpartners.com.